is on Bernie. You think he's going to read this? He's not. First off, he's not a fan. Second off, Bernie's not paying $17.99 for a book. That's like four and a half chicken noodle soups. I'll read that book for free when it's at my local library. There you go. Bernie Sanders. Um, so Hillary Clinton's book is out uh, next week. Excerpts are out already and talking a lot about why she lost uh, because she's a woman or because Trump's mean or whatever. But the, the fake news that was out there had to play a role. And there was a lot more of it than we realized from the Russians and a lot of it spreading around Facebook, which is really interesting. Yeah, indeed. And Facebook themselves have uh, brought some of this information forth. Pamela Falk, foreign affairs analyst for CBS News, uh, joins us to discuss the story. Hello, Pamela. How are you? Hi, Jack. Hi, Joe. It's really interesting because of the numbers of Facebook. As of the second quarter of 2017, Facebook has 2 billion monthly users. Wow. So when you find out that they, they themselves found in an internal investigation that this Russian, they call it troll farm, which is really phony account, spread 3,000 ads and had a great deal of political influence, mainly negative, on all of these issues in the election, uh, you start to wonder uh, where does it come from, who are they actually supporting, and that's what Congress is looking at now. Well, and, and, you know, we don't want to make this thing partisan at all because we think the story of a foreign intelligence service meddling with our society is so interesting. And to get bogged down in the R versus D thing we think is a mistake. But I've been searching high and low for for what the ads actually were because we know they targeted super hot button issues, trying to whip up angst and anger and stuff. But Facebook, are they letting, uh, are they telling us what ads, what they look like, what they said? Uh, they've, they've said that they haven't looked at the ads yet. They, I mean, they haven't distributed those. This really just came out yesterday by their technology guy, the chief security officer, Alex Stamos, put a post and they said that as you said, it was not targeted at a particular candidate, although they mentioned both Trump and Hillary Clinton quite a few times in these ads. So they've sort of um, eked out some of the information about what they were. Part of the complaint about Facebook and this issue is why didn't they know what, I mean, why were they so slow in getting it? In May, U.S. intelligence had discovered evidence that Russian agents had purchased ads on Facebook, and a Facebook person, a spokesperson told Time Magazine that they had no evidence. So this had been going on from June 2015 all the way through May 2017, and there were 3,000 ads, and they spent $100,000. Now, part of it is that Facebook can target ads to areas and regions and issues. And as you say, it was gun rights, race, um, LGBT issues. So they were really trying to put a particular focus on. What you're hearing now is that, I mean, it's, it may or may not be part of a particular campaign, but the it is banned by law, so it's both morally and legally wrong for a foreign country, foreign citizens, governments to participate this way under the FEC. So um, I think Robert Mueller's investigation may be looking at how Russia is influencing as much as whether it 
dealt with the Trump administration. I mean, it's really, what what are they doing? Now, earlier this year, tens of thousands of accounts had been um, put down, but had been purged by Facebook as likes and followers that were fake, and it deleted 30,000 accounts in the run-up to the French national election, so that were linked to Russia, by the way. So they are on the case, but it's very hard. They even have said we think it's Russia. You know, they don't even really know. I mean, that's part of the problem with the Internet. Yeah, I wonder how much better we're going to be at stopping this in just a couple of months when we got another election season coming that could be, you know, as hot as the last, the way the mood of the country is. And I wonder if we've, you know, we're going to be any better at stopping this from happening. Yeah, it's going to be very difficult, but they're on the right track. Just an hour ago, Senator Warner said that Twitter now also agreed to give congressional committees an analysis of any Russian activity similar to the Facebook problems. So the fake news is out there, not in our news organizations, but in social media. And um, influenced by foreign governments, particularly Russia, is really sort of shocking, and it's new. I mean, people had this suspicion for a long time about Facebook. Now it's it's their own investigation. They came forth very openly, but it's very hard to find. Pamela Falk, foreign affairs analyst for CBS News, is with us. And, and Pamela, I feel like I'm a, a college kid sitting in class, and the professor just won't give me any examples <laughs> know, of what he's talking about. So let me throw a couple of uh, scenarios at you and, and see whether this squares with your reporting and, and what you think Facebook's talking about. Is it ads like uh, posted to uh, middle-aged men in the Midwest saying uh, uh, Hillary Clinton will plans to pass gun confiscation legislation and then posting ads to coastal 20-somethings saying Donald Trump plans to execute transgender people. That sort of whipping up of... Maybe some fake quotes in there. Right, right. That sort of fake whipping up of hate and fear. That that is the implication. I mean, we haven't gotten the specifics, but they know now that one of the troll forms was called Internet Research Agency in St. Petersburg, that they were targeting different populations. Your examples are perfect in terms of what we suspect, but they haven't come out with any specifics. I think we'll hear a lot. I mean, you're you're hearing Senator Warner, Representative Schiff, they're all saying we've got to hear about how this worked <laughs> and right. serve as a profound warning about future elections. Who's keeping so this stuff you're quiet? Going to get some of this stuff. Who's keeping this stuff hidden currently, though? Is is Congress keeping it hidden because they discovered it, or is Facebook keeping it hidden? It seems like something that really ought to be out there so we can all look at them and say, oh, I remember reading that. That was fake. That was from the Russians. Oh, I think they'd be incredibly useful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I agreed. mean, look, you can't, now that we know the name of the company, the Internet, you know, research agency in St. Petersburg, um, and some of them have been taken down. But if you have some screenshots and things, I think we'll start to see how, and they, of course, have it on, on their uh, hard drive. I mean, we can find out more, and there is subpoena power to this congressional committees, uh, to many of them, and so and Robert Mueller. So I think we, we will start to see it. There's been a, a quite a bit of criticism of Facebook not being on top of this, because let's get going. Let's find out if that's what the ads were um, and how much that would have influenced, you know, people hearing that and saying, oh, well, I don't want someone who's who's taken that policy. And 
uh, they did in France, they did in Germany. So, you know, and it's all linked to Russia. So, um, you know, influencing an election by putting out fake news when people sort of assume that Facebook is a, is a reasonable source of news um, undermines Facebook, no question, and we'll, we'll get the answers. And I will keep you posted if I find out specific ads but uh, i think that's the next step right indeed Uh, well it just it's entirely possible in fact it looks like some of these big tech companies just don't see being a good citizen uh in the same way as you know some of the big companies of old and i think they're starting to wake up to the fact that we'd like them to be please final question pamela and i want you to tell me the absolute truth (laughs) do you or do you not consider the term troll farm highly amusing (laughs) <laughs> that's a funny phrase, isn't I do that? Have troll a farm. Picture in my head of those that little hair coming out of the, you know, out of the troll. So um, yes, I do. <laughs> uh, Pamela Falk, foreign affairs analyst for CBS. Uh, always enjoy your work, Pamela. It's a real pleasure. Thanks. Absolutely, good to be here. Nice talking. Thank you. Should Facebook be concerned if Putin <clears throat> is trying to screw with our elections? Yes, but um. Is it, quote-unquote, their problem? Right. Oh, sorry, you've it, got your own question. Yeah. I should let you ask your question. Well, that is where I was going. I'm like a troll over here. I ought to be living on a troll farm. That is where I was In going. In a troll barn, perhaps, is eating it, troll hay. <laughs> what? Is it their problem? Do they have to deal with it? And then if they start dealing with, 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 with political stuff that's not true, okay, how about stuff that's mostly not true? Or a half untrue. I see that on the front page of the New York Times every day. Oh, yeah. So uh, how are you going to deal with that? I yeah. mean, it's not as it's not as clear cut as it sounds. No, I would agree. And I'll bet a lot of the stuff. I'll bet a lot of the fake stuff that the Russians put out were partially true. That's that's the best way to make it work. So there, there's stuff that's at least half untrue on the front of the Washington Post regularly. And and you can't forbid anybody with a last name that ends in V from saying anything on Facebook. Right. I mean, Russian people get to say stuff if they want. Uh, so that's another complication. I mean, how exactly... What are we forbidding Russian people from posting? Right. Or is it just foreign intelligence services? I, I, or... I don't understand how it could be illegal. I understand that... Technically, foreign country, countries are not allowed to get involved in our elections, but right. how do you how and do you, you can't s- aid and abet them in doing that? But how do you stop an individual anywhere in the world from spreading some sort of story on Facebook? I actually uh, I appreciate the prank stories, not the ones that try to tear my beloved country apart. But uh, I'm a fan of prankster,ism so I'd hate for that to go away. Yeah, we've got to see some of these. I I, I oh, can't yeah, believe the specifics are incredibly important. I am bothered that Facebook hasn't immediately released the pages, the four hundred and seventy pages that they shut down. Well, uh, it's it's classic. That makes it that will that will bring the the problems to much sharper focus. I mean, they can say, look, uh, you know, some Russian intelligence agencies and eh, they bought a bunch of ads that were you know kind of uh, hot button nasty stuff. Like what? Ah, it's just, it was nasty stuff. You know, stuff we don't want. Bad stuff. What bad stuff? Who did it target? What beliefs did it whip up? Eh, we don't want to get into that. They're trying to influence our election. How? Toward what? Right. In what way? And and I tell you what, the New York freaking times, I swear to God, 
I was reading her coverage of this, and as usual, it was some very solid journalism and some unmistakable bias. They got a couple of paragraphs in the story that uh, pretty much imply that it was, uh, you know, probably uh, addressed at right-wingers who, who like Trump and whipping them up because they're so stupid. When it was undoubtedly, because the Russians are really, really good at this stuff, des- uh, designed to whip everybody up and get everybody hating everybody. Yeah. But the New York Times had to pretend in their clever little I'm a Manhattan intellectual way, I'll just shade this phrase to make it seem like it's one-sided. You lying liars. Yeah, I, I think the who are they trying to help is the wrong question. I just think the I think they were they are agents of chaos. They were oh, just yeah, trying absolutely. to absolutely. They're so, trying to break up her marriage. Yeah, they're they trying don't to like make the us wife or the husband better. It's <laughs> not about effing Trump or getting Trump elected. And Mr. President, first of all, sir, thanks for listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Secondly, it's not about you being a legitimate president or not. They're trying to break up our marriage. Yeah, how much of the stuff that, that floats around now that's anti-Trump in liter- liberal circles is coming from the Russians? Probably a lot. A great and they would have done the same imagine. thing with Hillary. It's not, yeah, it's not the person. They just want chaos. Right. They want us to be a- at each other's throats. and Because it weakens us as a country. And you made such a good point, and it, it passed, I think. I'm afraid people will miss your wisdom. The fact that you said, with quotes, it's, you know, it's funny. It is simultaneously shocking and completely unsurprising Yes, they would just say, as Donald Trump said before the Chamber of Commerce last year, I would like to jail all the fags. You know, he never said anything approaching that and never would. But you read it in in print, specifics, time, date, organization, and that gets forwarded a thousand million times. So easy to picture uh, an ad with Hillary Clinton's face and a quote that says, in my dream world, there are no guns. Hillary Clinton, January 1st, 19, whatever. Yes, the U.N. should have the ability to take Americans' guns if we agree to that treaty. Yeah. Right, exactly. That she that, never said. Right. And, yeah. and that floats around and becomes a thing. I don't see how you could... I don't, I don't see how you stop this. I really don't see how you stop this. Other than making people so skeptical that they don't believe anything they ever see. Which is the point. That's the yeah. end game. Yeah. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. Be interested to hear your opinion on that. Can't wait till they start releasing some of those stories. Yeah, if you'd prefer to email, you can email us at armstrongandgetty at yahoo.com. Or we could take a call. I don't know. <laughs> what is that? The olden days? 1-866-331-TALK. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I gotta believe everyone listening everywhere we're on the air right now is hoping they're getting that new Amazon headquarters. I mean, how would you not be? Traffic. I don't want the traffic. Not in my backyard. (laughs) Put it somewhere else. Go to hell, Jeff Bezos. That's what I say. Amazon's preferences for a metro area of around a million people. Okay, so. They want to have plenty of people to hire. That's their preference, so it doesn't have to be. Um,. 50,000 high-paying jobs will be created over the next 10 to 15 years if Amazon chooses your locale. Going to build about 8 million square feet of business space. Can't which, even comprehend no, that. No, I can't either, but it sounds like a lot, which will cost $5 billion. So I'm sorry, how many? 10 million? 8 million. 8 million? $5 billion is what they'll spend on construction of the new headquarters. That alone, if that was all that was going to happen, without the jobs or any of the other stuff that comes with it, if somebody was just going to come along with a $5 billion job for your city, mm-hmm. you'd be pretty happy about it. 
8 million square feet. So just to help you picture it, uh, they might build an office that's 8 feet wide and a million feet long. That really helped me picture it. So that would be like <laughs> 20, 200 miles? That really helped me picture that's it. That's probably a poor layout. I, mean, <laughs> I got to go see Jim in accounting. I'll be back in two weeks. <laughs> Uh, this is how much additional money, because Seattle's got the current Amazon headquarters. We know that, right? Yep. This is how much additional money Seattle reaped from 2010 to 2016 for the city, they estimate. $38 billion wow. for the city in that six years. Here's another good number for you. In 2016 alone, this is the number of hotel rooms that were booked by Amazon employees or guests of Amazon employees. Let me guess. Whatever. 32. It's higher than that. 234. 233,000 hotel rooms wow. just related to Amazon in one year. Wow. Think about what that does to your town if Amazon puts their headquarters there and changes it overnight. That's amazing. Yeah. So, oh, that's root right. for that, I guess. Sorry, my phone is just going crazy. Uh, hang on. Don't, don't do that, you idiot. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. told a Senate panel he met with Russians to assess Hillary Clinton's fitness for office, denies any colluding. He's uh, uh, testifying behind closed doors to the uh, Congress, uh, Congressional or Senate uh, Intelligence Committee this morning. So going to get old uh, slick-haired Don Jr. to spill, spill the beans about what happened at that meeting. I definitely get the, the idea that meeting was just a heap load of stupid yeah but the reason they showed up for it is not a heap load of stupid uh no they thought that a foreign power that was trying to influence the election had some dirt on the opponent uh according to their own emails uh, correct right so what i'm not sure everybody would go to that meeting well true enough but it's in the past the hazy past and <laughs> That's Jack a good always argument. bringing up old stuff. That's a good argument. Exactly. I killed that guy last week. <laughs> we need we need to put this foolishness behind us and get back to doing the work of the American people. Is that your argument? You. That's always the argument. Yeah. No. Um. Actually, I would guess it was just flaming ignorance. The the like uh, number two guy at a hotel development company. Just didn't understand the significance of it. I, yeah, I couldn't I believe agree. that. I agree. Um, it's 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 totally uncool. But I mean, if they didn't actually do anything, I don't think there are any crimes involved or what have you. And, and I'm just much more interested in the the whole Russian intelligence service and how they do what they do and keeping it free of the partisan thing, as we were discussing with Pamela Falk of CBS a little bit uh, earlier on. Let's see, this is from alert listener uh, Jeff. Pennsylvania police respond to red balloons tied to sewer grates. That's right, folks. Killer clowns back in the news. <laughs> Do you think the uh, the killer clown thing was the Ruskies? Oh, wow. Wouldn't that be awesome if I wonder it was? If, if one of the, the, the head uh, Ruskies said, listen, Ivan. I want to put you in charge of seeing how outlandish a story we can get the stupid Americans to believe. If that was the Russians, that was their greatest work ever, because I was getting letters from my own kids' school. Better than crime and punishment, (laughs) better than the 1812 overture. This is Russia's greatest artistic achievement. Getting, yeah, spreading fear of murderous clowns (laughs) 
crouching at the quote-unquote edge of the woods in every town across America. One of the darkest moments, stupidity-wise, in American history. I just picture Putin with a bicycle horn. Honk, honk. Oh, yeah. If the, if the Russians are behind that, that is their greatest trick ever. No, too unreasonable. These, no uh, one will believe this. Let, let me try it. Let me try. Killer. If, killer. Why at the edge of wood? If, Why wood? If they did it, I want to, with my own taxpayer money, <laughs> buy some sort of giant greatest troll ever trophy and give it to them. <laughs> Fly it over to Moscow, right? <laughs> exactly. So the Lidditz. Wait a minute. I was just there. It's funny. I hadn't come. It was you. The, yeah, I hadn't comprehended the the name of the town. I was right by it, uh, Lidditz, uh, Pennsylvania. Um, said officers want the local prankster to know that we were completely terrified as we removed these balloons, which is some really good sarcasm. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tie into the movie. It the Stephen King. There's a demon. Uh, takes on the guise of a clown, lures children into sores. It's really quite horrifying. Um, it sounds horrifying. I mean, it's but... a horror book and movie, so it's supposed to, you know, if it weren't horrifying, it would, you know, it would frankly, be a failure of the genre. If right? it were yeah. hilarious, it'd be a yeah. bad horror movie. But luring children to their death in sores, I don't know, I just, I can't go there. Uh, but Sergeant Stephen Detz with the Lidditz Borough Police Department told CBS News, I don't think we have an accurate balloon count, but it's definitely above 20. They pretty much hit the entire town. Uh, With 20 balloons? (laughs) Uh, Right. Uh, The copper admits, all right, it's a clever prank, but, I mean, somebody has to clean these up, obviously. We removed several, so cut it out. Then they mentioned in 2016, do we have uh, scary music available, Michael? uh, Don't worry, the audience can't hear us now. Just give me the thumbs up when you're ready. (laughs) So, uh, in 2016... A wave of disturbing clown sightings were reported in Alabama, Colorado, Florida, Georgia. You know, I can just tell you it's a whole lot of states. And they're it's just reading, they're writing this with a straight face? That's correct. A series of troubling clown sightings? There were none. Pennsylvania State Police said in a recent bulletin, the creepy clown craze in September 2016 resulted in at least a dozen arrests for either taking part in the menacing stunt or for making false reports. With the fall of 2017 upon us, it's anticipated that similar creepy clown sightings could be reported, in part due to the fact that the movie It will be released. So it was a year ago this month that we were told that the clown crisis was upon us. And and several people were hunted down and beat, <laughs> too, because of the whole thing. Right. Now, mostly by gangs of people who were looking for someone to beat. <laughs> and thought, that guy thinks he's funny dressed as a clown, let's beat him. So, but the fact that school districts across the country were sending home letters, we are completely aware of the creepy clown situation and are patrolling the schoolyards diligently. Boy, that clown crisis happened with just, you know, a couple months to go in uh, in, an ele- in a crazy election that nobody thought Donald Trump could win. Well, huh. it was Donald Trump's uh, more stringent anti-clown policies that, yeah. that won the day. Yeah. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, House Speaker Paul Ryan's spin on the Harvey relief deal. Dennis Rodman weighing in on North Korea once again with new advice for the president. And if you need a date, ask Alexa. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. So Paul Ryan's referring to it as the Harvey relief deal and not the debt ceiling deal? Okay, that's a good one. Stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. 
so I'm trying to get more details on this Washington Post story. Um, that they're, they're looking to repeal the whole debt ceiling thing. Just do away with it. And Trump's on board with Schumer, and they might just go for just doing away with the whole debt ceiling thing. Which you might as well at this point. I mean, after yesterday, there's really no reason not to. But it just shows that we've completely given up on the idea of fiscal responsibility. Yeah, we're not even going to try anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. It's too It's too embarrassing and silly to pretend that we're trying maybe because we're not. Maybe you've done this at your house. You come up with a budget. You, you, you blow by it one week, then the next week. Then you just kind of stop talking about it. Neither one of you brings it up. Right. As you just keep eating <laughs> out too and buying stuff. <laughs> right. That's what the that's what the Republicans and Democrats are doing. Right. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Now, House Speaker Paul Ryan's brushing off reports Republicans got rolled by Democrats in their meeting at the White House when President Trump and they agreed to link Harvey relief with the debt ceiling. What he was aiming for uh, in that meeting yesterday was a bipartisan moment to pull while down Mitch the country is facing pants. two horrible hurricanes. And Ryan says that bipartisan moment might be extended to other things. I hope the Democrats join us on tax reform. I think that's fantastic if they do. Uh, We're going to go the path we've been planning on tax reform. Actually, I've heard from quite a few Democrats lately that they like what we're talking about. And there you go. Paul Ryan's spin on the story. (laughs) The new bipartisanship. Who knows? Maybe the flower of bipartisanship will bloom in D.C. Jack? Here's the latest version of the story, and it's just uh, not that old. Uh, President Trump and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer have agreed to pursue a deal that would permanently remove the requirement for Congress to raise the debt ceiling. People familiar with the decision said. Wow, so we can just borrow indiscriminately with no limits whatsoever forever? We, we already, but we already. I got all sorts of stuff I want to buy. But we already are. So, you know. Let's uh, stop pretending. I'm not sure it's that big a deal. We're already doing that. We're we're careening toward ruin. Okay? Let's enjoy the careen. Well, we may hear more about that wrinkle on the uh, debt ceiling. President Trump's going to be holding a joint news conference with the Amir of Kuwait this morning at 1030 West Coast. There you go. He, Trump has never had a press conference and not made news, I'll tell you that. Yep. <laughs> oh, boy. Dennis Rodman thinks he'd do a lot better job convincing North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un not to launch a nuclear attack against the U.S. than his friend, President Trump. During an interview that he did with Good Morning Britain, the former NBA star says he's just the guy to bring peace to the Korean Peninsula, recalling what he and Un would do, to get, do when they got together in North Korea. I basically hang out with him all the time. He, we laugh. We sing karaoke. We do a lot of cool things together. And we ride horses. We hang out. We go skiing. And uh, we, we hardly ever talk politics. And that's the good thing about that. You know to that? me, I think <clears throat> if if um, if the president even tries to reach out for Kim, I think it would be a great possibility things can happen. I, I, I was barely able to get by <laughs> his audible saliva <laughs> to, to enjoy his description of his mandates with uh, Fathead. They ride horses, they sing karaoke, and then they go skiing. That's a that's a big day. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. The fact that anybody asks Dennis Rodman about it. But, well, he's got... He's got more experience with the guy yeah. than any other American. Yep. So why wouldn't you ask him? You know, he would be an unbelievable source of valuable intelligence on Kim Jong-un. If he weren't so stupid. Were he not 
a knucklehead. <laughs> Guess what? He don't want war. That's one thing he don't he want. He said in the there. past that he would destroy the United States. Well, well, well. we ride horses. I can't get past the picture of a of a six foot seven man on skis. That, yeah. that, that seems like it doesn't work. I've been standing next to a five footer singing karaoke. <laughs> oh, speaking of power forwards, did you see the new giant who works on this floor? Seems like a nice enough fella, but he's at least six eight. We got I mean, a new giant. He stands in the stall. He can just look down at you without even standing on his tippy toes. It's just disturbing. Yeah. You go into the John. Oh, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Trying to sit in here and peace, but good to see you. He's looking straight down at you. Yeah, looming over the walls. Let's take those walls to the ceiling. Why have we had a number of giants work downstairs? I don't know. I don't know. And one last note, Amazon has added a dating app to its Alexia voice-activated speaker system in partnership with the matchmaking service eHarmony. So all I'm going to do is say, Alexa, get me a date. <laughs> Madam Alexa. And you'll be hooked up. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Here I'm starting Getty Show, the voice of the West. Well, so they send your profile to a dating app, or do they send a whore to your house? <laughs> find out i'll let you know tomorrow <laughs> alexa i'd like a uh, a tall girl blonde you know slim nice body uh, intelligent you're fighting above your weight <laughs> let's, let's be realistic first let's get you some perspective do you own a mirror <laughs> uh the petering out process of the show is coming up oh boy i can't believe the president and schumer are gonna just plain do away with the debt ceiling thing but that's the way we're going to handle it. Maybe I could that so was... easily picture Donald Trump being a Democrat president by like June next but year. I um maybe that was part of the deal yesterday that when they were discussing let's let's do a three month thing just to get this over with and then let's just do away with this stupid thing, which was man made anyway. It's, it's wild. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. It took a hurricane just to get the government to stay open. That's the good news. The government has shown that it still can function. The bad news is that it takes a hurricane to get them going. The good news is that there's more hurricanes coming. (laughs) The bad news is that they're hurricanes. Yep. That's that's, uh, the first time he's ever made me laugh, I think, or close to it. Hurricane Irma Gerd, which is uh, about to hit Florida. Oh, boy. So I got this here text. It'll seem confusing. Then I will pay it off. This text is from my wife on my own personal phone, which has cracked screen, so it's very difficult to read. I've got the white trash, ghetto, low-rent look that you have if you carry around a phone that's got a cracked screen. Throw so a little duct tape on there. Was it trying to take it out of your pocket and you just didn't have a good grip on it and it slipped? Or was it a kid knocking it out of your hand? Had it sitting in my lap. Oh. Got out of my truck to get yeah, something. Yeah. Fell mm. under the cement. I can just drop it out of my hand. <laughs> I hadn't done that. I'd, I'd been running. I'd been riding dirty for a number of weeks. No yeah. case on my phone, and I really like it that way. But it's just not a good long term plan. Help me understand this, Sean. As a youth, I could throw five different pitches for strikes consistently, mm-hmm. and I'll walk into a doorway, not through a doorway, into it. And ow, God! How does that? What? What is that? I can drop anything at any time. I'm not having a stroke or anything. I'm just very clumsy. <laughs> How does that work? Um, so I got this text from my wife on my cracked phone. You liked it? I'm not concerned with the scent, just the lather. Mm. <laughs> oh my. So 
this morning I tried in the shower for the first time my wife's homemade goat soap. Oh, ooh. She made goat milk soap. She didn't grind up goats. I oh, uh, phrased boy. that incorrectly. And it's not soap to wash your goats with. It's not something you wash a goat with. Could you wash a goat with it if you wanted? I suppose you could. It'd be okay. a little expensive because uh, goat milk soap is a little pricey. So uh, this, uh, back to the original test. She's Text. making soap. Yeah. I'm not concerned with the scent, it's the lather. Which we had to buy a ridiculously expensive insurance policy to do this at our own home. To make soap? Yes. To insure what against what? To insure to make sure the government the government making sure we don't possibly hear it ourselves because there's chemicals involved and stuff like that. Oh good. And the government protecting us from ourselves. So yeah, really expensive insurance policy to make sure we could do this. Anyway, I won't get sidetracked by that. That's the whole you can't have your own milk. You can't have you make your own soap. You can't do any of the things that people did for, well, really, tens of thousands of years right. um, on their own. You can't do that anymore in certain states. Well, so, you go to quaint uh, historic villages, and they'll show you how the folks used to do it. Yeah. And they'll tell you about all the deaths from anyway. the soap, which there weren't any. <laughs> so how was the lather? But it was fantastic. It was like a really good bar of expensive soap. You just really? uh, you use a loofah, something that, that can kind of enhance a lather. Do I date other men? No, I don't have a scenario. I don't know. You're trying homemade goat soap. (laughs) Well, that's to make my wife happy. That's to make my wife happy. But so how's the scent? Uh, She didn't care about the scent. I thought the scent was fine. Um, She's going to add the scent later. That's one of the, because we got an orchard, so she's going to use fruit from our trees to have actual organic, like, fruity goat soap. It's like working with Charles Bronson over here. Well, she's going to sell it to other people. It's not for me. I get it. She's going to try to sell it. It sounds like the sort of thing that, in my hood, could be the sort of thing people want to buy. Real orchard, grown, farm to fork. You soap? mean in the hood next soap. to your hood. <laughs> I mean, the hood where you're in the hood. That's a bunch of farmers that say, you want me to smear my body with what? Well, exactly. Right. you got to shop that around all the goat yoga studios. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh, my go. God. Yes. A little gamey after your goat yoga? Yeah. Use this goat milk soap God, to make yourself smell better. sell it by the case. Mm-hmm. Start squeezing those goats. She said, how did your skin feel after? I said, I don't know. That's kind of a girl thing. I don't know. I, don't really, I didn't really notice how my skin felt before felt or after. Felt like it was stretched over my bones and muscles. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping all my innards on the inside right. as the skin should. Right. <laughs> so I didn't really have an answer for that. Wow, that's fantastic. Your wife, quite the entrepreneur. Yeah, I walked Very in last impressive. night when she was working on some soap. Takes like a month and a half to cure. So if like your recipe's just a little bit off, you find out in a month and a half, and then oh. you adjust it and do it again. It's kind wow, of a slow process. Like Man, the chemicals in there about killed me. She's wearing goggles and gloves really? and all this stuff, yeah. Do you have any roses? You need rose petals? We have roses. Nah, I was going to sell you our rose petals. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear our announcer. Oh, it's Sean oh, again. Oh, dang it. That's me again. Um, hold on. I got one Sean here. Sean was staring at his phone, no, which I isn't got, broken. I got one, right. What uh, isn't um, broken but is uh, about to be because uh, he wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Um, here, we got, we got this here. Let's just grab a random one. And the internet votes have finally been tabulated. Armstrong and Getty now present Final Thoughts McBodie McThought's face? Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, here's your host, Joe Getty. Final thought, quick as we can, Sean, positive Sean, final yeah, thought. The only thing I know about soap making I learned from Fight Club, and telling you that I've already broken the first rule, so I, I can't say anymore. Wow, nice job. Uh, Marshall, your final thought. I have got to switch markets, because yesterday I was running a little late, got to the market, we got my bottle of Chardonnay, and the clerk is saying, oh, a little late today, what's going on? Oh boy, now <laughs> we're buddies. Yeah. We're a little late today. Yeah. Michelangelo, do you have a final thought for us? Uh, yeah, the other day Jack wore a woman's shirt, and today he smells pretty from the goat soap, so... 
I'm not sure what to yeah, make of just it. Just connect the dots. Yeah. Jack, do you have a final thought? I absolutely have a final thought, and um, I don't know if it resonates with anybody, actually, in modern America. They voted to increase the debt ceiling with no strings attached, no need to rein in spending, and now they're talking about doing away with the whole debt ceiling thing. And there's no outcry from anyone anywhere. Nobody seems to be bothered by this at all. So why why am I talking about it? Good question. Fiscal hawks going the way of the fiscal dodo bird. No kidding. Uh, my final thought is somewhat similar. You know, I was kind of used to the sad, hopeless grind of D.C. doing what they always do. This is a new, bizarre, unpredictable grind. Probably worse for the country, but at least more entertaining. We shall see. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to imagine what it would take to get people to take this seriously. Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? If you've got, like, a quarter of the bar of soap left, and it's to the point of being annoying, is it like a rich guy thing to just chuck it? How little do you have to let it go to still be a regular guy? I fight I it clear. I keep it real. I fight it down to that last sliver. It's stupid. Oh. It's like a cent's worth of soap. But that, that end of the bar is so annoying. And so the annoying. new bar is so pleasurable. Oh, yeah. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people thank thank you. We'll uh, talk to you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Bye-bye. Bernie's not paying $17.99 for a book. <laughs> That's like four and a half chicken noodle soup. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West. Message and data rates may apply.